What did he say? If I am dreaming, let me never awake. If I am awake, let me never sleep. Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two dreaming minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. And Mel's here too. Yeah, I agreed to come on Friday, so I suppose that I have to, uh, you know, keep mm. my agreement. Thank you. Now, yeah, hey, I was going to say anytime, but... Oh, you said it. Uh. Oh. <laughs> some people really enjoy when you come on. And some oh, people really? don't speak up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. You're just kidding that people enjoy me no, coming there on? Are, there are people that actually have messaged me. Yes. Absolutely. So. Just kidding. People have messaged me. Just kidding. <laughs> what a Nobody terrible talks person to me. you are, Robin. <laughs> you keep giving me all these nice compliments. Just kidding. <laughs> Not true. Nobody loves you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Today we're talking about minutes 34 to 36 of the Karate Kid Part 2. They begin with Yukie's knowledge and end with Daniel's knowledge. We left off on Wednesday with Mr. Miyagi asking his lost love, Yukie, how she knew where to find him. And she admits here that she's known for many years even worse so, <laughs> this continues to what anger Matt. Known, what do you mean you've known for years mm. many years yeah um that does make me wonder like how many years like obviously 45 did she wait till after the war to kind of out try of the, to track down out of the 45 years i've been away how many did you know where i was oh, about 43 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, maybe, you know, of course he he moved on. He he uh went back to the states and then he ended up getting uh married and uh you know, his wife was pregnant and then they died and when he went to war and uh so I don't know, maybe she found out all this information like, well, he's been through a lot. Maybe he's he's moved on, you know, and I won't interrupt, you know. And uh you know, he 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 asked the biggest question we we'd be asking, uh, why did she never write? And she says, out of respect. And uh, Miyagi is like, oh, okay, for your husband. Uh, and she says, no, for your silence. So I think I think it's true. Like, why should she be the one to write? <laughs> you know, like you've moved, you moved away. You never wrote. You completely cut ties with Okinawa entirely. Why would I think you'd be receptive at all to a letter from me? I mean, it, she definitely doesn't come at him angry like that. But, yeah. Um, this is another. Uh, this is this is so like I don't know, painful and sad. And then, then she says she drops another bombshell and says uh, she never married. So, um, the way that like she kind of like raises her head and smiles at him, sadly, you know, I just Nobu no McCarthy I think is really really great in this. I mean, both of them are. Mm. Um, and uh, so yeah Miyagi stuck by his convictions and left Yukie stuck by her convictions and stayed and I think maybe we can agree that she's the braver person <laughs> she stayed faithful and he didn't 
Yeah, yeah. Can we can we agree that they're both just really stubborn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, I, this implies that she just, I mean, she didn't she didn't say like, and I married somebody else later, or it's not healthy to like hold on to like these things that like obviously someone left you like, you know, I don't know, move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's hard for her to move on because the village is so small. So I guess <laughs> somewhat it's it's supposed to be romantic and make you feel like happy, like, oh, isn't that sweet? But it just makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Very sweet in a way. Like but I feel like it also like teaches uh people like these unrealistic expectations. Mm. Like you feel like you have to do these grand gestures. Uh, in order to like, I don't know, make it true romantic love. Does it always right. have to be tragic? Do you have right. to have an element of tragedy to it? <laughs> in a movie, well, don't I guess. waste your time on love. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's overrated. Sorry, Matt. Oh. <laughs> but it, you know, it it is sad. I mean, it's just saying that she found her. Per- this is Miyagi was her person. And, and yeah. uh, the, the the true love and and he left left her behind and she just couldn't find anybody who matched that and maybe she was kind of stuck in the past mm, much like Sato I guess is yeah yeah <laughs> but I mean was was she happy about that probably not yeah and uh, boy you know I think that on uh, with Sato. Sato, I think, didn't marry and move uh, move on. I mean, he didn't have a kid. They they pointedly set up Chosen as not his son but his nephew. So that mm-hmm. is like, well, he probably didn't get married either. So that only enhances enhances his bitterness towards Miyagi because yeah. he could have been happily married with his arranged wife for forty plus years now and uh, had a big family and all that stuff. I'm assuming he could have remarried if he wanted to, but yeah, he was just as faithful uh, to Yukie as uh, she was to Miyagi. And Miyagi yeah. didn't give a shit about either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Sorry, so weird to think shoot. about Miyagi like this. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, so. he did the reasonable thing and moved on, and they they were both ridiculous and <laughs> hung on to the past. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess so. I, but it also, you know, it, it's hard to think of Miyaki as just wounding everybody around him and leaving. And then, but it's also, on the other hand, kind of sad that people were wounded and didn't heal. They just were stuck in stasis. <laughs> yeah. And then the town disappeared for 100 years and came back. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, this is when uh, Miyagi Sr. Uh, speaks up. And uh, yeah, I forgot to mention that in the uh, shooting script, uh, in the last scene when they mention him first, or no, it was in the first draft, they literally named uh, Miyagi's father Chojin Miyagi, as if he's he is actually Chojin Miyagi, the <laughs> which I think would be a little bit... <laughs> yeah, I... I'm 400 years old, but I'm trying to go now. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So yeah, uh, he speaks in Japanese, which everybody can understand except for Daniel, and which uh, probably should be the entire rest of this movie. (laughs) But Daniel whispers to Kumiko, "What did he say?" And then he said, or she she repeats, "If I am dreaming, let me never awake. If I am awake, let me never sleep." Which is a mouthful for somebody on his deathbed, but (laughs) it's beautiful. It's it it is, and I um, I. Did a quick Google and found out this is a, a Chinese proverb. Yeah. I always like seeing people's famous last words. Like, they're usually quite ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like in real life, of course. Yeah, yeah. In, in fictional, it's always like something very dramatic or well-meaning or uh, it's completely well thought out. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Kumiko is deeply moved by this. Sorry. Can I say someone's uh, famous last word? Yeah, yeah, I was there's hoping. A, and I don't know this lady, but um, this is the there's a list of for, forty funny last words that are the epitome of gallows humor. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, number two is kind of funny. Hey, fellas, how about this for a headline for tomorrow's paper? French fries. <laughs> was a convicted murderer before his execution. Named James French. Yeah, James French. French fries. French fries. Oh my god! <laughs> I get it. Uh, and then there's a lady uh, uh, named Louise Marie Thérèse de Saint Maurice, Comtesse de Versailles. <laughs> and then apparently she had just let one rip, and she said, "Good, a woman who can fart is not dead." <laughs> and then she died. And then she died. <laughs> 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 I also like I also like this this other one, a uh, Thomas J. Grasso, a convicted murderer. After he ate his last meal on death row, quote: "I did not get my spaghettios. I got spaghetti. I want the press to know this." <laughs> um, these mostly seem to be death row last words, which is I guess I guess would be more documented. I love that there's like kind of they're kind of humorous. <laughs> I'm wondering which one of those three that I'd like more to come from Miyagi's father. I think the one where he lets one rip and it's like, see, I'm farting. I'm not dead. (laughs) (laughs) I like this one. uh, Sorry, last one from uh, Donald O'Connor actor quote. I'd like to thank the Academy for my lifetime achievement award that I will eventually get. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. That's great. (laughs) That's pretty good. Oh, they're all good. Uh, they're all very good. I should. I will post this. Maybe we. Maybe you want to post this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, like in a month when this posts, when this yes. comes out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So back to the actual beautiful quote. <laughs> if I am dreaming, let me never awake. If I'm awake, let me never sleep. Uh. Uh. uh Mickey translated this, and yeah, that's exactly what he says. Um, nice. So. And yeah, his voice doesn't it sound like the voice of a young man? To you? Yeah, yeah, he does seem kind of uh, young. Um, this is uh, uh, Katsumo Tenemoto, uh, who used the English name Charlie. Um, so I I couldn't find much on Charlie. This seems to be his only role, um, and it says that he was a Hawaii native. He was 81 years old when he filmed this, and he passed oh, wow. away two years later. Oh, wow. So uh, maybe this is somebody around Hawaii. You know, Pat Morita was hanging in Hawaii a lot. And but I don't think that's Charlie. his... Yeah, I, I don't think that's his voice. He's probably overdubbed, I imagine. 
Mm. Yeah. It sounds like they just got some kid, like some PA. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you dub this old man. Yeah. I can't read that uh, that Japanese. Right? Uh, what does that <laughs> say there? Uh, and then he kind of reaches. I can't read no Asian. Oh. God. <laughs> then he kind of reaches out to his son and says something like "topo," <laughs> and I don't know what that is. And uh, I asked Nikki, and she wasn't sure what he said. It was just a death uh, rattle. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Well, he's not. He hasn't died yet. He's still got another big scene to come. Yeah. Um. So, are we good with that deathbed scene? What do you mean? Are, am I good with it? <laughs> are, are we good with this? Do you have anything else? Are we else satisfied you want to with this oh, man yeah. dying? Sure. <laughs> He's not dead yet. Stop trying to kill him. Not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we go to the next morning, and we are here in sunny Oahu. I mean uh, Okinawa, and very pretty though. The karate kid himself steps out in his pink button up tucked into his blue jeans and he puts some sandals on, which uh, we didn't mention last time, but th- those are uabaki. Uabaki? Those are Japanese sandals that you would put on, uh, you know, when going into somebody's house or uh, they'd have them set up outside of classrooms if you're going to school. Um, Feels like it's I been a while since we. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, it feels like it's been a while since we talked about Daniel. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I remember these in uh, these sandals in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> oh. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, Daniel uh, walks around and he greets Yukie and says, good morning. And Yukie says something back in Japanese and yeah, Mickey let us know that it's just good morning back to him. <laughs> um, and he's, he says, you're Yuki a, and she says, you Daniel son. And, and he's, then he says, Mr. Miyagi's told me about a lot about you. And I'm, I'm waiting for Yuki a to go, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> did he tell you about lover's lane? <laughs> <laughs> he told me he wouldn't kiss and tell. <laughs> Uh, so, um, that kind of wraps up the minute, but you are right. We have not heard from Daniel in quite a while. We, uh, he, he kind of accompanied, uh, uh, Miyagi to Okinawa. He chattered his, chatted his ear off, uh, for the whole flight, got his hand crushed by Chosen, um, heckled Miyagi once they got abandoned at a hangar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh and then uh met kumiko and distracted her uh but uh we the the last scene ended with you know um miyagi and his father and daniel and kumiko standing there watching and then we kind of cut to the next morning and he's waking up so what do you think happened the previous night like what happened after miyagi after daniel left miyagi with his father maybe mm. Uh, are you implying something uh, freaky <laughs> happened? happened? <laughs> uh, I, I am. I'm implying that uh, I have the uh, our first draft stuff, and oh. there's a whole thing that got cut out here. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> Let's hear it. And I apologize. This is going to be a bit of reading, uh, but 
Also, this is sadly our last entry of the first draft. The pieces that I was able to get from a Karate Kid fan site that seemed to be not been updated since like the 90s. <laughs> um, this I found pieces of this first draft on that site. And uh, and I've you know yelled out into the social networks, please, somebody, if you have the first draft, please send it my way. Uh, it would definitely enhance the show. It is definitely going to enhance this last part of our Friday <laughs> episode. So uh, I just want to say, like, if you have a full copy of this first draft, if you're listening, or if you know somebody, please reach out. I mean, even if even if you're re- listening uh, in the future, and we've we've already we're like podcasting about the next Karate Kid, and you're catching up, and you're like, oh, I have that. Please send it my way. I I probably if there's some good stuff. Uh, still to come in this first draft. I'm sure there is. Uh, we might even do a bonus episode, and I'd totally give you credit. So just yelling out there into the void, and maybe somebody will answer. Um, okay. So here is what happened in the first draft. Uh, <laughs> and you guys let me know if you think that would be – it was a good idea to cut this out. <laughs> okay. Uh, so originally in, in the movie, uh, Miyagi's father wakes up, sees Miyagi. He's happy, but he's still very weak. He tries to sit up. Miyagi helps him up. Uh, Miyagi holds his father who whispers something in Japanese to him and then dies in Miyagi's arms and Miyagi tears up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miyagi, uh, Daniel kind of tears up as well. And out of respect, he leaves Miyagi to be alone with his father. Daniel walks down a long hall and finds an open uh, shoji door, um, and he sees that his entire suitcase is unpacked and arranged. Uh, an old woman appears behind him and talks in Japanese. Feel free to drop me anytime you guys want more, <laughs> more elaboration or whatever. Um, Daniel apologizes and is like, and, um, that you know. Or, He's kind of startled by it. And then, you know, uh, then she kind of makes a motion with her hands, like, do you want to wash up? Uh, and Daniel realizes uh, what she's asking uh, and agrees and kind of bows and then follows her out of his room. He follows her to a bathing room. And in the center whoa. of the room, hmm? I said, whoa. Yeah. And in the center of the room, the room is a wooden tub full of steamy water. And so she motions to him to disrobe. <laughs> and, and Daniel's like, I uh, usually shower in the morning. <laughs> but then she starts grabbing at the buttons on his shirt. And so Daniel steps back. He's like, I'll do it. <laughs> so Daniel starts slowly unbuttoning his shirt, waiting for this woman to leave. Which woman is this? Do we, is it Yukie? Nope. Nope. It is just, as they say, it's a, it's a Japanese old, uh, old woman. Um, okay. So at, he finishes unbuttoning his shirt and she's still there. And then she points at his pants and he says, you know, I'm kind of a private undresser. <laughs> and the woman acts exasperated and starts telling him off in Japanese. Yeah. And then she grabs the waistband of his jeans and unzips his zipper. Oh, Daniel yeah. jumps back and he's like, okay, okay. So Daniel then slowly starts taking his pants off trying to gesture to her to leave. By the way, I am not reading fan fiction. This is the first draft of the Karate Kid Part 2. Sure <laughs> sounds like fan fiction. <laughs> wow. So he's trying to gesture to her to, you know, get out of here. <laughs> so he says, see, I'm, I'm going to do it. You can leave now. 
but she doesn't. Uh, she pulls his pants off and then, and or he pulls his pants off and then she grabs them out of his hands. And now Daniel's standing in his underwear and the old woman who's holding the rest of his clothes now motions that he takes off his underwear. <laughs> now Daniel's adamant. He says, listen, I don't mean to be rude, but I don't even do this in front of my own mother. <laughs> Her mm. response? She grabs the elastic of his underwear and yanks them down. <laughs> oh, Daniel LaRusso, the karate kid, is now fully nude with his hands covering himself <laughs> down there. The old lady who has who now has all of his clothes says, Arigato, bows and exits the room. <laughs> Daniel then looks around, he's holding himself, and he says, Oh, this is great, LaRusso. <laughs> Suddenly the door opens again. <laughs> oh geez. Two short but strapping women with gold capped smiles walk into the room with buckets of sudsy water and washcloths. Yeah. Daniel, oh no. This is where I draw the line. I do this myself. The women advance on him, giggling. Daniel backs up to the wall. The women lift his hands from him, his where he was holding himself to his head and rest them on top of his head. And they begin to wash his body with the washcloths while just chattering away at each other. Wow. And Daniel kind of stands there feeling really silly with his hands on top of his head. Daniel... I don't know if this is a practical joke or anything. Am I on candid camera? <laughs> the girls dump buckets of water on him and then order him into the hot bath. Hesitantly, Daniel steps in. The temperature is just right. He sinks in up to his neck. One of the women makes a pillow out of a towel and helps him lean his head back. When he's comfortable, both women bow and exit. Despite himself, Daniel's begun to enjoy the experience. He relaxes and closes his eyes. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate to the culture or not. <laughs> just... I'm, pr I'm pretty sure everybody does that for themselves in Japan as well. I don't know. <laughs> I started reading that and I was like, where is this going? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, luckily it was, uh, it's just, uh, it, it is funny. It's just like, it, it's not like it's like, uh, you know, geishas or, you know, some sort of call girl or something. It's just, you know, some strong old women that just like, <laughs> we're going to wash you now. <laughs> it's a little strange. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Karate Kid franchise known as a family film. And I, I don't know, it seemed very goofy's, goofy, goofy 80s hijinks kind of thing. And with a little of uh, like, like, ooh, like Ralph Macchio is all naked. Or like a harem anime. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the last bit from the first draft. And like I said, I need more of that. <laughs> That's weird. And I want more. So please, if you have access to that first draft, please send it. Uh, Karate Kid Minute at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. And guys, if I am ending this podcast, let me never begin it. If I'm just beginning this podcast, let it never end. <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> tear to the eye maybe I was just chopping onions I don't know uh, send feedback to karatekidminute at gmail.com follow us on twitter, instagram, facebook karatekidminute, just look for us and you'll find us and if you got a minute go to Apple Podcasts 
drop a nice rating in there and review. Really, really would appreciate it. I'd love to have a whole bunch of reviews on there, and hopefully there are nice things you can say. Um, tune in next week when Miyagi, sorry, when Daniel visits Miyagi-Do for the first time. <laughs> and thank you so much, Mel, for uh, hanging out with us this week. I, I suppose I will say any time. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. See you next week. Anytime. Anytime, Robert. I'm here for you, bud. <laughs> awesome. And Matt, you're you're you know good good to talk to you again. Matt's um, holding I, a dead fly right now. I'm pretty okay too. He's holding a dead fly. <laughs> I lost it. Oh, oh gross! You catch it with the chopsticks? No, wow. he caught it and then he lost it, so it's on the floor somewhere. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say you can accomplish anything now, but nah. If you if you dropped it and lost it, that that goes against <laughs> those rules. <laughs> and until next time, I'm not dead. <laughs> is that is that the fly talking? Yeah. <laughs>